Hello and welcome back to Mac Power Users. My name is Stephen Hackett and I'm joined as always by my friend and yours, Mr. David Sparks. Hey Stephen, are you excited about these new Apple Silicon Macs? I am so jacked up about this. <laughs> I know, we've been talking about this for a time and uh, it's here. So we're going to get into uh, these this new system and everything Apple is doing. Uh, but we want to open the show with something really special. We've been able to uh, sit down and interview Kurt Knight. Uh, he's a senior director of platform product marketing at Apple. Uh, we got to spend about half an hour with Kurt talking about the M1 and Big Sur and what it all means. Uh, at this point, too, I just want to say that we're talking about Apple Silicon Macs today, and the next week on episode 563, we'll be talking all about Mac OS Big Sur. It's out now. Uh, our advice always is to uh, maybe give new OSs a little bit of time uh, before you move to them, especially in a production environment. But we'll really get into that uh, next week. So I'm excited about this interview with Kurt that kind of bridges both of those things. Yeah, the nice thing about Kurt is he's been using Apple Silicon Macs for some time. So not only can he kind of give us Apple's end of what they did and why, but he can also talk to us about using it, which I don't think many people have done yet. Yeah. So uh, we will uh, let you all enjoy this interview and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. So, gang, we are really excited today. We are joined by Kurt Knight. He's a senior director platform product marketing at Apple. Kurt, uh, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. And uh, this is an exciting week for us. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's jump right into that. We've got Apple Silicon Macs with the M1. And of course, Mac OS 11, Big Sur is here as well. Uh, I thought maybe we could start with Big Sur. I think what most people will notice right off the bat is this beautiful new design it's a big departure. You know, Aqua has evolved over the years, uh, and Big Sur is a big leap forward. Uh, what led to this happening now? Why is now the moment uh, for this change? Yeah, I mean, as you say, you know, this is a big year, not only because of that design you mentioned. You know, it's a big year for the update with what we're doing with apps like Safari and Messages. Obviously, we are supporting the move to Apple Silicon with M1, um, and we've marked that with, you know, I think a pretty big, momentous name, Big Sur, as well yeah. as that shift to version 11. Um, and I think that's something for me that's, you know, pretty special. I started Apple when Mac OS X um, was in beta. And so, oh, wow. so moving to version 11, right, so it's a real milestone. <laughs> and yeah. I think that milestone really deserved a, you know, a step back. And to sort of reconsider, you know, the operating system. And it, and it wasn't a change for change's sake. I think what we did was really to, you know, carefully consider, you know, how everything should be um, to make sure we're applying that craft that the design team has. Um, and they have consistency, right? Both consistency within macOS, right? There's little things like every glyph and symbol and, toolbars and sidebars, controls have all been redrawn so that they're, you know, completely consistent across the system. And it's the type of thing that I think it's actually sort of the hallmark of great design in terms of it's instantly familiar. It's not jarring at all when you jump in. It just right. kind of feels in its proper place. I notice it the most when I go back to a system um, that's not on Big Sur. 
And that's, mm-hmm. that's when I noticed like, wow, how I, I feel like the new design is so, so fresh. You know, Kurt, it's interesting because when you made the switch to Intel, the whole narrative was, look, nothing's changed. Your Mac looks exactly the same. And with this change, this really feels like Apple is just turning the page and saying the Mac is entering a new era. The The underlying chip processor is different and superior, and the operating system itself has taken on a new look. And that's a very different approach. And again, I don't think it's change for change's sake. You know, this really is that, you know, honoring the Mac, right? And that's the things like bringing back the boot chime. Yeah. Oh, we didn't just bring back the boot chime. Like we remastered everything. Everything's higher quality um, than it was before. Um, we, you know, kept that sort of attention to detail, right? So there's also consistency in platforms because, you know, vast majority of Mac users also have an iPhone and iPad. And so having consistency of things like app icons is super valuable. So when you move from one device to the next, there's no sort of mental overhead. It's really natural. But we, we still wanted to do that in a way that was special to the Mac, right? And so that's when you look at the icons, there's still those, you know, details and hidden surprises. When you look at the mail icon, you, you see the fine detail of Apple Park, California, and the zip code, you know, etched on the flap. And the, you know, the hammer and X code has the X inscribed in the tip of its handle. Um, so there's still all of those details. It's, that's really honoring everything that we love about the Mac. And one of the points you make there is that, you know, the consistency with the other platforms, but now we are getting the other app platform apps on the Mac, which is kind of awesome, you know. Uh, so we've got iOS and iPad apps coming to the Mac. What do you see are some of the benefits for users and developers with this change? Well, for consumers, you know, day one, they're going to have hundreds of thousands of new apps they can use, right? That's new games, more content they can watch you know, more apps for, you know, just everything. And for developers, you know, that's a a huge new customer base for their app with no development um, required. And I I think it's going to be a great on-ramp. There's, we already have, you know, the top apps tend to have native versions across all of our platforms. But what we see is, you know, sometimes there's those smaller niche apps that, you know, they're doing fine on the iPhone and they're a small group and they haven't thought about going to the Mac. And I think what this will do is, A, their app is suddenly there without extra work, and B, it's a great way to validate the market. I think there's a lot of people who are going to realize, wow, this is, it's worth taking that extra step and making a universal app after they see the reaction that their app gets. All right, I got to I got to know. I'm sure you've been using one of these a little bit. What was the first iPhone or iPad app you ran out and put on your Mac? I gotta say, among us, my kids got me into it, so that was that was one that I I love using. And the, when I, talking to other people, a lot of the apps of what they use are very special purpose to them. I've got one person who, for for him, it's a baby monitor that sure. you know that that was only available on their phone, but when he's in the other room working on his laptop, now he can have the baby monitor up. For someone else. It was, you know, the ability to control the hot tub um, and, you know, turn the hot tub <laughs> on. And so I think everyone's going to have that one app that's just going to be kind of game changing for them. So you're telling me if I get like one of those, what is that, Barry, 
barometric chambers. I can control it with my Mac, maybe. There's there's hope for me. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I have a lot of questions, David, about how you're spending your free time all of a sudden, but we'll just... <laughs> I don't even know if I got the word now. right. This is great. We're getting to know each other. I love this. Yeah. Um, so Big Sur has this new design. It has this new app experience, but Apple has also spent time this year improving a lot of the core apps that just make the Mac the Mac. And the thing that I think of first, and really the app that I think maybe is the most Mac-like on the whole platform, is Safari. Uh, all the way up now, version 14 of Safari? Oh, yeah, version 14. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you keep a product like a browser that has been around since basically forever. How do you keep... Uh, improving it? What are the things that y'all look at to make this a better and better platform for navigating the web? Well, we're looking at what customers are doing. Um, I think there's a couple core principles there. Privacy has been one that we've been really focused on since day one, right? When we launched the browser back in 2003, right, we we're the first browser ever to block third-party cookies by default. Um, mm -hmm. And that. You know, there, there's steps like that where we've been leading um, the industry. Um, and, you know, we continue to push on things, right? The privacy report is one of the new features to really surface to customers, you know, all of the apps that are trying to track you and how Safari's protecting you, right? And you're able to get 